start like this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on, you can do better than that for the king. Come on. Yes, yes. Praise God. God, we thank you for the online audience today that has joined with us. We give you glory for what you're doing all over the world. And we're glad that when the church meets, that there is an, an innumerable company of angels that meet with us. We're glad for the great cloud of witnesses that comes and joins our worship today. We're thankful that Jesus, the mediator of the blood covenant is among us and God, the judge of all has showed up. Come on, let's put our hands together and welcome the King. Praise you, Lord God.
struggling with addiction. He was watching a television program with Pastor Kent. The Spirit of the Lord came down right where he was and broke every addiction. He gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't, let's be thankful. Yes, hallelujah. my son in the Lord will lock it. He's going to help me. I might need some help with this one, okay? All right, Ron, because of your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
I've got Jesus, how could I want more? Amen. It's great. Y'all may be seated. Amen. What a presence of the Lord that is in this place today. Amen. Well, I'm here to give you a few great upcoming events here at Regeneration. prayer meeting, our next prayer meeting, which is the first Saturday of every month, is August the 6th, and it will be right here in the sanctuary from 9.30 to 10.30, right here. Okay, after that, if you are interested in being a lead to a community small group, stay right here, and 11 o'clock we're going to meet with Pastors Harry and Sandra Saylor and our own Pastor Jasmine Brady. We'll be meeting with you. So come to the prayer meeting and then stay after. And at 11 o'clock, we're going to have that meeting, okay? Also, Jasmine Brady is fixing to put out a brand new CD. Um, I'm sure there's going to be an announcement up there soon, but let's all be watching for that. Don't you enjoy Jasmine? Amen. She's my fave. Okay, Regeneration Kids Back to School Bash is coming up on August the 27th. That's from 12 o'clock until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it is free. So we want you to be here to celebrate the kids going back to school. How many of y'all are excited about the kids going back to school? Let me tell you, I am. I am. I've got some grandkids living with me right now, and I am looking forward for school to start. Amen? Well, we love you. Here you go, babe. Good afternoon. Psalms 24 tells us that the earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it is his as well, right? Amen. Somebody might say, well, if that's, if that's true, then why does he require us to give? He doesn't need our money. Everything already belongs to him. And that's true, but it's a little bit deeper than that because he doesn't need our money. He doesn't need anything in the form of money from us, but what he does want is relationship. And relationship comes with trust. And then from trust, there is blessings. Just like in our earthly relationships, we have a relationship that builds into trust. And then from trust, that relationship is blessed. And it's the same thing with our father. He doesn't need our money, but he's looking for that relationship and he's looking for that trust. And then once that trust is established, then the blessings come. So never look at it as a loss that you're losing because you can never outgive God, right? Amen. So today, trust the Lord in your tithe and in your offering. We're getting ready to do our declaration. I love our declaration. Does anybody else enjoy the declaration? Amen. Let's stand together and let's say it together. Okay, here we go. Because I'm a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. 
I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, go ahead and come forward. Serve the individuals. Say hello to somebody. Oh, here's candy right here. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. How's everybody doing? If no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. How many in this room, nobody's told you they love you yet today? All right, I want you to stand up. And if you see somebody standing up, I want you to turn around and say, I love you. Yeah, I love you. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, glad to have you as part of our family. Oh, it's just exciting. It's exciting to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, before we get started, I want to invite you to our Elijah Co. Conference. And that is August the 11th through the 13th, and it's gonna be amazing. How many of you in this room feel that God has something more for you in your life in ministry, God has something more for you. You have a call of God on your life. All right, well, this conference is for you. By design, it's a small gathering. Pastor Kent and I will be staying at the Sheraton Music City to be with you. On Friday, let's see, oh my. <laughs> on Thursday night, we have Brother Ke Kevin Jessup, who is the founder of the return. On Friday morning, Brother Jim Cimbala. On Friday night, we have uh, Jane Hammond, and we have Brother Greg Hood, and the prophets are in the house. They will be laying hands on you. And these are people that we trust, that we know move in personal prophecy. I want you to come and have hands laid on you. It's very, very important uh, who, who lays hands on you. And so Pastor Kent and I want to to cordially invite you. Then on Saturday, Pastor Kent will be preaching. On Saturday morning, Brother Harry uh, Sailor. So anyway, I want you to come. I want you to be a part. Uh, registration is about to close, but we're looking forward to intimate time with you. So you don't want to miss it. It's going to be great. So I want to find out where everybody is from. First of all, I hugged some necks before church, and I found some folks from Washington State. Stand up, Washington State, and let us welcome you. So glad. Look, right here, too. Beautiful, wonderful people. Just unbelievable. We're so honored to have you. Welcome to Nashville. So then I met a couple uh, you're going to love this. <laughs> I hugged him and she said, we're all the way from Nebraska. And she said, we don't hear you call Nebraska very often. So we came down here. So you'd have to say Nebraska. Stand up, Nebraska. Let us welcome you. Yeah. Ron and Connie, glad to have you in the house of the Lord. So glad to have you. Okay. So I'm never going to remember it all. The, the, these four people, are you family? So, so they're from everywhere. They're from Missouri, Oklahoma, Arizona. I don't know why they descended on, say, and Connecticut. A whole, a whole family from everywhere descended on Nashville. And we're so happy to have you. Would you stand and let us welcome you, all of you. Yes. 
Glad to have you. God bless you. Welcome to Regeneration Nashville. So I met some folks from South Carolina. Where was South Carolina? Stand up, South Carolina. Let us welcome you. God bless you. Great, wonderful family. Means a lot to have you here. Tell me where you're from back there in the orange. Yes. Huh? Paris. Tennessee. Stand up, Paris, Tennessee. <laughs> We're glad you're here. <laughs> you almost got excited, didn't you? Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. So, okay. So, I know you're from California and you're from New Mexico. Would you stand? Let us welcome you. So, we have, thank you. Glad to have you here. Vacaville, Vacaville, California. Welcome to Nashville. So I had some other folks from California. Stand up, California. Let us welcome you. Welcome to Nashville. Good old humidity. Glad to have you. God bless you. Colorado. Stand, Colorado. Let us welcome you. <laughs> so happy you're here. Yes, sir. San Antonio, welcome to Nashville. So glad to have you. Am I missing anybody? I don't want to miss a soul. Indiana, stand up, Indiana. Welcome to Nashville. Sir, I heard you over here. What was it you said? Michigan. What part of Michigan? Huh? Jackson. Stand up. Let us welcome Michigan. We're happy you're here. <laughs> welcome. Anybody else? Well, that's a foreign country. What? Say it again. Dixon, Tennessee. We're going to make him welcome, aren't we? Yeah. Glad to have you. You know, I don't know if you are feeling just such an extraordinary presence of the Lord. When we come together, but even in, even in my prayer time, I'm just feeling the weighty presence of the Lord. A couple of days ago, uh, when I went to prayer that morning, I just started thanking God. I just started thanking Him for His presence. And man, I couldn't get much farther than that in my prayer time. But just thanking Him for His presence. Thanking Him for saving me, for filling me with the Holy Ghost. Are you thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy how he healed me to the uttermost when I think about the Lord. How he picked me up and turned me around. How he placed my feet on solid ground. Come on, when I think about the Lord. When I think about the Lord. How he saved me. How he saved me. How he filled me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he healed me to the uttermost when I think about the Lord. How he 
makes me wanna shout, makes me wanna shout. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Do you have some words? It makes me wanna shout. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Hey, I just want to tell you something. This past week, Pastor Ken and I got an urgent uh, call, text message late at night. It's a young girl, 24 weeks pregnant. She started seizing. They put her on uh, intubated her we got a grave grave report pastor ken and i our family we started we started interceding for this young girl and it looked very very grim but i want you to know that sydney is here today where are you sydney stand up stand up sydney stand up right there hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. All the glory, all of the honor, and all the praise. Come on, church. It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the can we sing when I think about the Lord when I think about the Lord me how he raised me how he filled me with the Holy Ghost how he filled me to the uttermost when I think about the Lord how he picked me up and turn me around how he placed my feet on solid ground it makes me want to shout makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you jesus lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me want to shout makes me want to shout hallelujah thank you jesus lord you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise it makes me it makes me want to shout do you love him church <laughs> I don't know if this is planned or not, but um, amen. 
I've never uh, been more convinced in my spirit that we're going to come out of victory than I am. Um, we did not start this war, but by God, we're going to end it. Hallelujah. We are going to end this thing. And I can promise you there's already a lot of trembling in the atmosphere in the realm of demonic spirits. And I can guarantee you there's a lot of demons that are saying maybe we should have thought twice before we started this. Because Jesus is the head and the church is the body. And this week, um, early this week, I was reading the scriptures in my daily Bible reading. I want to say hi to Nebraska. And also, I'm very grateful for our online church. Um, you, um, I get the privilege of, of reading uh, a lot of sweet letters from our online church and uh, just moves my heart. I'm very, very grateful for it. Thank you for being a part of this church. Um, we're going to take our text out of the book of Romans chapter 16. We're going to read one verse, and it's verse 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I've read this verse many times, but it had not really got a hold of me till this week. For the God of peace shall bruise Satan's head under your feet shortly. There has been this conception about Christians that we're just supposed to take whatever happens to us. They base it on the scripture, if somebody smites you on one cheek, you turn your face and you let him hit him on the other. But that's really talking about being persecuted for the gospel for truth and not by the enemy. And there's this spirit that's gotten in the church. Well, we just need to be nice and we need to be meek and we need to do whatever it is that we can have peace in the earth. It's not scriptural. The Bible does not ever say, blessed are the peacekeepers. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. The strongest nations in the earth have the most weapons. Nobody's afraid of Belize or Nicaragua or the Grand Caymans. There's no nuclear warheads over there underground. But we think twice about Russia or China or the United States of America. Why? Because we have peacekeeping abilities. And the enemy does not mess with these nations. They're called superpowers because they have the ability to keep the peace. And if you won't keep the peace and they have the ability to make peace, 
And so when you read this verse, it's very interesting. We think of Jesus being meek and lowly and full of compassion and despised of men and, and allowing everybody to just ridicule him and all of that. But this verse starts out, it says, the God of peace shall shortly bruise Satan's head under your feet. This is what the word bruise means. To crush completely, to shatter, to put Satan underfoot as a conqueror. That doesn't sound like a weak Jesus. It's interesting, he's called the God of peace, but he's talking war. Why? Because the Bible says, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. God will do whatever it takes to put peace on the earth. When Jesus had his birth announced, the angel said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Anytime the enemy begins to come after the God-given peace that should reign among humanity, you rile God and the God of peace becomes the line of Judah and will stand up and begin to do things by the power of the Lord. We are in an hour where the enemy has riled the God of peace. And I can tell you this, that when it's over, hell will regret the moment that they ever declared war on the church. I'm not looking to make Hollywood like me. I don't need the media to be my friend. We're not here to make you be uh, uh, somehow feel friendship with us, but we are here to declare war on hell, on abortion, on sin, on evil on wickedness on the filth that comes out of Hollywood you can call it whatever you want but the church has a mandate from God to stand up in the earth in this hour and bring peace back in the earth and so we are in war mode right now we're not trying to just Make the community be at ease with us. You know, have good little meetings and bring the mayor in and all of those kind of things. We're here to pull down the strongholds of hell. And I'm, I'm going to do a podcast on this probably next week, but um, everything that's in the natural exists. In fact, the Lord spoke this to me a few years ago. He said, every spirit that's in the earth had to go through the church to get there. The church is the guard. When we let homosexuality on our platforms, in our worship leaders, and in our musicians, because those people set the pace. They're the Judah of the church. They're sensitive because they're creative. God speaks to them. They, they write songs about coming into the presence of the Lord. And the enemy came against the worship segment of the church. And when it got in the church, then it got in the earth. Abortion never existed in the earth really until it got in the church spiritually. 
We have too many seeker-friendly churches that are abortion clinics in the spirit that have reached up into the womb of the presence of the Lord and ripped out the very presence of God. Pornography got loose in the world when it got loose in pastor's offices. And so it is our responsibility to go back and rebuild the walls. You and I right now, we're Ezra's, we're Hezekiah's, we're Nehemiah's, hallelujah, because we feel a burden of the word of the Lord on us that says rebuild, rebuild, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and the Sambalics and the Tobias, hallelujah, and the Sennacheribs will not stop the rebuilding of the walls of the house of the Lord in this hour. Jerusalem in the spirit will be rebuilt. There will be peace in Jerusalem by the power of God. So the Lord makes this declaration and you go all the way back now to the book of Genesis chapter 3. Verse 15 says, and I, this is God pronouncing judgment on the devil. He says, I will put enmity, which means hatred and hostility between thee and the woman the woman is a type of the church there should always be hatred and hostility between evil and the church and whenever evil feels at home in the house of the Lord, somebody left the gate open or the back door because the enemy should never feel at peace. I have men in my church, if you can sit here and not be convicted of pornography, then that's on me. If you cannot be convicted of sin, that's on me. There should be holy conviction in the house of the Lord that will stir up your spirit that says, oh God, forgive me of my my sins prepare me as a lamp in the light and the evening time and God said this he said I'm gonna put hatred and enmity between thee and the woman and he said in between thy seed and her seed this is not just speaking of Jesus because the word seed here means posterity and children. So the Lord said, this is not just about Satan and Eve. This is a prophecy that is never going to stop being fulfilled until the second coming of Jesus Christ. And he said... I'm going to put hatred and hostility between thee and the woman and between thy seed. Did you know the devil has children? The Bible says Satan has seed. The Antichrist is part of the seed of the enemy. There are men and women today that have no interest in ever being saved. The gospel will not work on them. They are the seed of Satan. And somewhere we have to recognize and have discernment in the house of God that the house of the Lord has to be a holy place. And he said, between thy seed and her seed. And then he said this. He said... You will bruise its heel, or you will break its heel. But he said, ultimately, 
her seed shall break your head, which speaks of authority. We are in the midst of seeing this prophecy come to its completion because the seventh dispensation is the dispensation it represents the feast of ingathering. The sixth one is the dispensation of grace. The seventh one was celebrated in Israel where they were celebrating the harvest. They weren't planning. They are now bringing in the harvest and they're in booths and they are celebrating what God is doing. The greatest harvest that's ever going to come in the kingdom of the Lord will be during the millennial reign. The gospel will be preached in the millennial reign. And on that seven, on that 1,000 year period, there will be no devil because he will be bound by an angel with a great chain for 1,000 years. And Jesus physically will be in Jerusalem ruling and reigning over the earth. Wouldn't you like to have church when there's no devil and Jesus is not in heaven, but he's in the earth? Hold on. Hallelujah. It's getting ready to happen. If you and I can survive this final onslaught, we are coming back in glorified bodies we're going to walk the streets of Jerusalem like Moses, Isaiah and Jeremiah we're going to walk over and physically touch Jesus and there will be no devil to harass you to bind you, to mess with you and he will be silent it gets better and better and better if we can survive the moment so the Lord, we know that Jesus, at Calvary, his heel was bruised. And I preached to you not too long ago what happened in the 24-hour period when Jesus came out of the grave, that he took his own blood. That's why he told Mary, don't touch me. And he marched up into the true sanctuary, brought his blood and put it on the mercy seat. And when the blood hit the mercy seat, the courts of heaven ruled, satisfied. Never again will there be any need for sin to have sacrifice. And Jesus, limping, walks up and puts his blood on the mercy seat. And the father looked at him and said, come here, son. Touched his heel. And there's no recollection of any of the disciples asking Jesus when he came back, how come you're limping? Because he triumphed that moment. And so we know that Jesus fulfills the scripture, but the Bible is very plain in declaring that you and I are the body of Christ. We are the children. We are, the Bible says, not just to seed, but to seeds. You and I are the children of Abraham. We have been circumcised, hallelujah, through repentance and brought into covenant with Jesus Christ. So Jesus, hallelujah, started the retribution, the reconciliation, but the church is going to end it. This is why there is such an attack, not just the United States, but around the world against Christianity. 
Christianity right now, there is so much death of Christians and it's almost at genocide levels in the earth. You don't hear that about the Muslims. You don't hear about Buddha or, or the Hindus. You hear it about Christianity. Why? Because hell doesn't give a rat's rear about any other message except the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you lose the name of Jesus in the atmosphere, it's not a tomb. It's not an idol. It's not a relic. Hallelujah. But you are losing. I am he who was dead, but I am alive forevermore. And there is a loosing of the Holy Ghost, the apostolic image of Jesus Christ. And that's you and me right now. This church is not going to die. We are not going down. Our nation is not going to be defeated. But we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. The only way you'll ever get that in your spirit uh, is to get a hold of the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when the Lord said this, he said the God of peace will soon, soon, completely crush the enemy. I would not be surprised if we don't see this happen within the next 18 months in the United States of America. Because God, when he moves, he moves quickly. Luke 18 talks about it. It says that though he tarries long, His children cry out unto him. The elect cry out unto him day and night. Though he tarries long. How many have felt like, God, how long? I waited 48 and a half years for this right here. And I've many times prayed. And I would say, God, how long? How long? And then December 27th, I think 2021 or 2020, quickly, suddenly, without warning, my wife walks him off. She says, what's going on? How come all these people are here? I said, I don't know. <laughs> we weren't used to that. You know what that was? That was a suddenly... That was in response to a cry day and night, day and night, night and day, bombarding heaven. God, send me the remnant, send me the remnant, send me the remnant. Somebody's got to like this kind of preaching. Somebody's got to be hungry for the Lord. Lo and behold, you showed up. You are a suddenly by the power of God. Doesn't matter how long God waits when God decides to do it. It's not a long, drawn-out process. One moment he's there, and the next moment he's here. Yeah. Bible says in Exodus that the children of Israel had been in bondage for well, they've been in Egypt for 430 years. The last 80 years, they have been in bondage. 
crying out to God. Eighty years prior to this, Pharaoh had loosed genocide on their firstborn males. There was a wailing that came up out of, each, out of Israel in Egypt. Families burying babies right and left because of a Pharaoh that was trying to stop the birth of a deliverer. Eight is God's new beginnings. Seven is God's fulfillment. Eight is God's new beginnings. In the eighth decade of slavery, when God said, I have heard your cry, I'm not just coming down to weep with you, but I'm coming down to bring you up and out and into a large land that floweth with milk and honey. And he said, before we leave, watch me. And the Bible says, at midnight, suddenly a death angel walked through Egypt. And in just a few short minutes, the firstborn of every household was dead in the land of Egypt. That's a suddenly. You can mark it down for all of the people that have died from the coronavirus that was made by evil men. God does not forget. We're not at any means demeaning the virus. We know it's real. But I can tell you it should have never existed, but it came out of the heart of evil men. You cannot kill God's people and then walk away and say God does not see. One scripture says that calamity will come upon the wicked and that without remedy suddenly. Hallelujah. There is a suddenly, saith the Lord, that is being released in the heavens in this hour. And God said it's not the end enemy suddenly, but it is the suddenly of God declaring victory over the house of the Lord. We don't know the mindset of the 120 in the upper room. We know they went into that room. Jesus is gone. They're not operating in power. They don't feel anything. They're just huddled up in there. And then it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Hallelujah, a sound from heaven. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. I'm telling you, at any moment, last week I preached on angels and we caught a glimpse of an angel on the platform. And some of you saw that on film. In our conference a couple, a year or so ago, there was an angel, a lot better picture of an angel in the back. God has dispatched the angels of the Lord to begin to fight for the people of the Lord. What I'm telling you is it doesn't matter how long you have waited. It doesn't matter how absolutely impossible it looks. If you are still declaring the impossible, God has to do the impossible. And God in a moment, hallelujah, can release a suddenly. Look at how fast the enemy suddenly changed the world. In three months, the entire world got shut down when the coronavirus hit. It literally brainwashed an entire population of the whole earth. I'm still watching people wear masks. 
in their car by themselves. I was on a plane this week, a couple got on the plane with masks on, sat down in their seat, and about 10 minutes they took them off. And then when they got ready to land, they put them back on. And I'm thinking, well, they must think the coronavirus can't fly. <clears throat> Fear makes people do stupid stuff. Wisdom will protect you. Hallelujah. Wisdom will, even the CDC says you don't have to wear a mask anymore. But by my stripes you are healed, the Lord said. That also declares it. So we are in a suddenly right now by the Spirit of God. This, this is the momentum. I'm hearing by the Spirit. The momentum has already shifted to the church. Hallelujah. I believe that with all my spirit that God is releasing things by the Spirit of the Lord. And so um, the Lord here, he says, when Jesus came up out of baptism and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And the word brokenhearted means <clears throat> those that have been crushed completely. Part of the suddenly that we are seeing right now is God is healing broken hearts. Hallelujah. I've never seen an hour in which so many people's hearts have been broken until there's no more hope. There's no more. No wonder depression is a plague and an epidemic across the world because their hearts have been broken. But Jesus said, part of my baptism in fire, I'm coming back to get a hold of hearts that have been crushed by the enemy completely. And he said, I'm going to heal them and put them back together by the power of God to those under the sound of my voice that are fighting depression. In the name of Jesus, I bind this demon spirit. I command you to lift off of the people of the Lord. And where there is no hope, I lose hope. Where there is no peace, I lose peace. May the joy of the Lord get inside of your spirit. May God so set you free that in one moment, in a suddenly, God readily changes you by the power of God. So he said... The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The word bruise in the New Testament is a little bit different from the Old Testament. But it literally means to crush completely. But he's saying this, he said, the God of peace is going to destroy Satan under your feet. Say, so how can it be? Because we're the body of Christ. We are the feet of Jesus. So you, you think about this. Uh, there are so much scripture about our feet. Psalms 8 and 6 says, Thou hast given us dominion, has put all things under our feet. Psalms 91, in fact, it might be good just to read that real quick because... This is such a powerful portion of Scripture. Psalms 
Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. We, let, we read that last week. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. So he's saying the angels are being dispatched because your feet need to be protected. Why? Because verse 13 says, you shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, which Revelation says is that old serpent Satan. The dragon shalt thou trample under your feet. So you go back to it, it says, the God of peace. But what does Ephesians say about our feet? If he's the God of peace, Ephesians says, our feet are shod with what? The preparation of the gospel of peace. That is our weapon, is that the church is going to bring peace back to the nations so harvest can be brought in. I do not believe that the enemy can ever triumph at least until the, at the end of the year 2024. I believe the rest of this year, all of 23 and all of 2024 will be a great time of blessing and peace for our nation, for the church, to go in and bring in the sheaves into the kingdom of the Lord. So God begins to declare that you and I are going to trample the enemy under our feet. <clears throat> the Bible says this, that shall God not give vindication unto us. Somewhere the Lord has to vindicate the church in this hour. That what we are doing is not because we are emotionally sick or that it's a lower class of people that really don't understand the intellect of how humans should live. But we're already seeing divine healing and we've just scratched the surface. You wait till the quadriplegics begin to come out of wheelchairs <coughs> and run. Hallelujah. The Lord said this about Israel. He said, I'm going to give you the land of Canaan, but he said, I'm going to give you little by little. And we're already seeing God begin to do things. We're seeing people come out of wheelchairs, and we're seeing cancer being eradicated, and we're seeing eyes that were blind beginning to see, and we're seeing tumors begin to be shrunk. Hallelujah. And the power of God being released in the kingdom of the Lord. But before God is done, I hath not seen, and ear hath not heard, and neither has entered into the heart of man those things that God has prepared for those that love him. Lord, 
Jesus, right now, God, open the eyes of your people in this house and under the sound of this preaching. God, may their eyes begin to see into the spirit realm. Those treasures, hallelujah, those things, God, that you have prepared for those that love you. Wake them up, God, in the nighttime with dreams and visions. Lord, let there be angels to begin to come and instruct us in our night seasons of the things of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, show up in the midst of our lives, in the midst of our house. May there be a divine encounter with the spirit realm of the Holy Ghost. May every demon under the sound of my voice begin to cringe under the power of the Holy Ghost. May there be such an anointing to begin to sweep through this sanctuary that every sickness is broken by the power of God. And every demon begins to run for safety. May your children come home under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. May you be baptized with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. May your gifts and callings be renewed by the power of God. Under our feet. Job 5.3 said, I've seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly his habitation was cursed. Malachi 3.1 says, the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. I don't know when, but I know this, that there's something much greater coming. I get letters that tell me, uh, Kent Christmas, the right-wing prophet, and then they'll take stuff out of context. I generally get, for the first sentence, I don't know what I'm prophesying according to them, because whoever writes them, I'm reading your first sentence and then in the trash. I don't want to get it in my spirit. And so, even if you're human, that stuff will mess with you. So you, need to write, you don't need to read it. That's why I have my daughter-in-law, Carrie, read my, my emails for me and, and Cheryl. So they kind of protect me from that stuff. But there is such defeat. I want to get this in your spirit. There, we are in the middle of seeing the wicked being defeated right now. Hallelujah. And all the years of your tithing. How many saw our podcast on sowing and reaping? Part of the two rules. You always reap in a different season than you plant. And you always reach much greater than what you planted. And all of us that for years have planted faithfulness. How many of you have been tithing for at least 20 years? You know, tithing is it's a spiritual principle. It's really hard to get, <clears throat> to get a hold of. Uh, I learned tithing in a very difficult setting. My, I was probably six. And uh, been, I collect pop bottles, you know, and go down the streets uh, in the little place we lived and um, dig them out and knock on people's doors, ask them if they had any pop bottles they wanted to, to give. <clears throat> and so I, I, had, uh, 
I had a whole bunch of change. And my dad said, son, he said, um, you need to pay tithes on that. And I said, well, what is tithes? He said, well, <laughs> he said, <clears throat> said, you give 10% of that back to the Lord. And I looked and I started crying. I said, well, just take it all and threw it in the floor. <clears throat> <laughs> and that was my first encounter with tithing. Eventually, I mastered the understanding of it. But in the spirit, I see God breaking debt. Hallelujah. And part of what I'm doing, says the Lord, is even what the enemy has stolen. God said, some of you have been so abused and the enemy came in and stole from you that which belonged to you. The Lord says, I'm going to make the enemy give it back. But he said, I'm going to enforce the law of sowing and reaping. And he said, I'm going to make the enemy what he stole, that amount, I'm going to make him give it back seven times. Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, <clears throat> hallelujah. I loose homes to you in the name of the Lord. Mortgages being paid off in the name of Jesus. Businesses that have been under attack by the enemy because you're a righteous person. I curse that thing and I make the enemy in the name of the Lord reverse that thing and make God give the enemy and mandate to give it back with interest in the name of the Lord. Now the God of peace, hallelujah, he may be the God of peace, but the God of peace is also the Lion of Judah. And the Lion of Judah is moving through the earth right now. He's in the middle of our legislator. He's in the middle of our White House. He's in the middle of the Kremlin. He's in the middle of China. And when you rile the Lion of Judah and begin to to come against his children, saith God, I will not stand by and allow my people to be destroyed. For even as I came forth in Egypt, so am I coming forth in the earth again to redeem, to restore, and to release the children of the Lord. Hallelujah. Shortly. That means at any moment, at any moment, I, I, I am so grateful to Cornerstone for allowing us to be in their building. We, we owe them a debt, really. When we asked, I never thought we had a chance of a snowball in Haiti ever having church in this building. So I want to say thank you to Cornerstone for allowing us to be in this building. But I'm tired of being in somebody else's building. Hallelujah. So I'm putting the mandate on the Lord that before this year's out, God's going to give us our own place. Hallelujah. We are not gypsies. In the name of the Lord. God, we want our own building and not just any building. We want a first-class building. We want a building where we can have church as much as we want, as long as we want, whenever we want. Hallelujah. And without any mortgage and without any debt. 
God can do it for Cornerstone, then he can do it for us. Hallelujah. You need to get this poverty mentality out of your head that, well, I'm just kind of scraping by. I'm just going to hold on to Jesus. Come. I'm not going out a pauper. I'm not going out sick. I'm not going out depressed. If the Lord's coming back with a shout, then the church is going to go up with a shout. We're not going up broke, in debt, discouraged, sick, and defeated. But we're going to rise up out of this earth, the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower, full of the power of the Holy Ghost with our enemy under our feet. If you could see a picture that Jesus would draw of the church, you would see a church standing on the victory with the head of Satan under our feet. We used to sing a song, he's under my feet, he's under my feet. Hallelujah. When I begin to understand that God has good things in store for us, and it's already beginning to happen. I, my wife and I were talking the other day, <clears throat> and she said, you know, when we were going six to eight weeks without a meeting. That was our only means of support. And we had one old van, so if she went somewhere, I had to stay home. Or if I went somewhere, she had to wait till I got back. And phone gets shut off because we didn't have money to pay it. Get notices from the bank that if we didn't catch up, they were gonna take our house. Preach at meetings and you know, to 30, 40 people. She said, wouldn't it have been so neat if God would have just gave us a little picture of the future? I said, yes, it would have, but then that would have taken faith out of it. Because then we would have said, oh, I can do this because this is what's going to happen. Faith means <clears throat> that even if it looks like it's never going to change, you're still going to believe that it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember pastoring in Washington State, and um, uh, I got up that morning to go to church on Sunday morning, and I <clears throat> got dressed and got my suit and went out into the carport to get my car. I had a little Ford Escort, and I went out to get my car to go to church, and my car wasn't there. So I called the police. I said, somebody stole my car. He said, well, we're sorry, sir. We'll let us check in and we'll call you back. And he called me back and said, he said, sir, your car's been repossessed. <clears throat> and I found out that uh, through some mishaps, um, the payment had been made. I had to call my mom to come get me, to take me to church so I could preach. Sometimes you have to go through that kind of stuff. Because, boy, it'll knock the pride out of you. Here I drove up, my mom bring me to church. And I'm the pastor. My car's been repossessed. We're broke. And I'm in ministry, and I thought, I wish I could do something else. 
So many of you have been through such difficult times, and those of you that are watching me, but you survived. <laughs> you survived. And we stand here today by the mercy of God. I'm not broke anymore. <clears throat> I can drive to church in a Corvette if I want. I live in a better house. But you know what I found? That once you learn to trust God on a certain level, that blessings no longer replace Jesus. It just frees you up to spend more time with Him. Hallelujah. 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 <clears throat> and I want to declare that the God of peace, it isn't Jesus that's going to win this battle this time in the earth. It's me and you. The Bible says that Jesus is not coming back to the earth to the millennial reign. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. But the church, which is the body of Christ, this is why there's such a push to shut the church down in the United States and in other countries, because the devil knows that it is the church that's going to defeat Satan. Hallelujah. It is the church. What we are right here, what we're doing, those of you that are home watching online, this collective church around the world, the Lord says, hallelujah, that the head of the devil is going to be crushed completely, not wounded, but crushed completely under our feet. It is the church. So that means we are not going to be outlawed. We're not going to be shut down. They're not going to lock the doors on the house of the Lord. There's no Congress going to rule against us. There is no Supreme Court that's going to say no more church. But God has loosed the favor of the Lord. And he's saying the word, the prophetic word of the Lord for this hour. It is the body of Christ who's going to stand on the head of the devil and and say what you did to us we now do to you uh, and we crush him completely When you walk out of this building today, you walk out with the authority of the Holy Ghost in you uh, that God has given me power over all the power of the enemy that we will trample Give you just a couple more things as we end Deuteronomy 11 and 24 talks about this. Remember, our feet have been shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Because it is our feet. Deuteronomy 11, 24 says, Every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon shall be yours. And there's power to that. The house that we lived in for 28 years, we lived in it when it was impossible to get it. But me and my wife went over there on rainy days and we walked around it. 
we put our hands on a wall. I'd say, Lord, I don't know how, but in the name of Jesus, I'm claiming this house. I wanted that house bad. You know what? We walked into that house, and we lived in it for 28 years. And when we walked out, it was paid for by the power and the glory of God. I'm trying to break through some things right now. Hallelujah. The enemy has brainwashed so many of Christians into thinking, well, we just have to acquiesce. We need to bow down. You know, that's what they're saying. We need to do. No, sir. Anything that shuts the church down, anything that silences the church, anything that comes against the word of the Lord, we resist by the power of God. We will not bow down. We will not yield. We will not give in. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And what the enemy does not know, the fight has already been fixed. We will not lose. This is an hour of absolute, complete victory for the people of the Lord. So you need to begin to shout in faith that my God has already fought the fight. He's already declared the end. He's already declared the victory. And the victory belongs to the church. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Listen, when you go to prayer, your prayers are never going to be effective if you go to prayer defeated. We do not have to collect rice and water in buckets under our bed because we're terrified there's going to be some lack. That's not what the Word's teaching. Hallelujah. We are the lender and not the barber. Hallelujah. 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 Years ago, I'll give you this. Years ago, my wife's grandfather was evangelizing, and him and another preacher, had, uh, they were staying in an old house. This is probably, probably 80 years ago. And back then, you know, it was just different for traveling ministry. They didn't have any food. They had nothing to eat. And one pastor was sitting next to her grandfather. He said, boy, he said, I'd like a steak. And about that time, here came an old hound walking down the street with a paper sack in his mouth. He passed these two preachers. He dropped the sack and kept on going. They opened up the sack, and there were two T-bone steaks in that sack. Now, dogs would never leave steak alone especially raw steak. But the voice, hallelujah, the prayer was heard. If God can do that, how much more? If the Lord can clothe the sparrows, hallelujah, and clothe the lilies, how much more will your God? I lose the miraculous right now in the name of the Lord. My God, I feel miraculous power. Those of you that are listening to me around the world, God says there's miracles, miracles, miracles being loose in the name of the Lord. Diabetes and arthritis and heart conditions, cancer being defeated in the name of Jesus. Miracles that before you go to bed tonight, saith God, there is an answer to your prayer that's already on the way. Tumors being dissolved in the name of the Lord. May God begin to rise up in your spirit and begin to declare, God is on our side. My prayer partners come quickly. My musicians. My whole intent of this message is to have you leave this building with this understanding. 
that we can only win and we cannot lose and it's going to happen at any moment any moment expect it don't be surprised when it happens I remember the conference when we prayed for Dennis who had Parkinson's disease and he he couldn't even sit in a chair and then the next thing we know he's running across the platform and the Lord spoke to me he said why are you surprised he said this is how it's supposed to be we have to get past God answering our prayers and go oh, I can't believe it he answers our prayers and we say I knew you would hallelujah Jesus is going to defeat the devil in your life under your feet under your feet hallelujah get ready this week to look down and see him under your feet standing on the neck of the enemy <clears throat> Old Testament times when Israel would defeat their enemy I think it's in Joshua said that they would take the kings they would make them lay down on the ground and they would take their foot and they would put it on the neck of the enemy that they defeated <clears throat> I'm challenging you in the name of the Lord some of you by faith today <clears throat> need to begin <clears throat> to take your foot by the Spirit and put Him under your feet. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, there anything can happen in this atmosphere right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you need some kind of miracle that's impossible in the natural? Hallelujah. I want you to begin to raise your hands across this building. And I want you to declare, God, I'm standing on the neck of my enemy. Hallelujah. He's under my feet. Now the God of peace shall take your feet that are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and he shall put your enemy under your feet hallelujah and you will defeat him by the power of the holy ghost now god make regeneration nashville be the healthiest church in the entire united states that every time you walk through the doors you're healed by the power of God may your children come home by the Spirit of God may the devourer be broken off of your finances as a tither may the devil have to give back this week what he's stolen hallelujah hallelujah let's pray for you. I'll bring you up in just a minute but let's let's pray Tennessee, six months pregnant with an inoperable brain tumor. All right, Sydney's the one we're talking about, and the doctors are saying that she has an inoperable tumor, 
That just means that God gets more glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I can't explain divine healing. All I know is I'm going to lay hands on her. You and I are going to pray the prayer of faith. And that tumor has to shrink and dissolve and disappear in the name of Jesus. So, Sydney, hallelujah. Karababoshandai, the name of the Lord. God, we declare this tumor dries up right now. That God, next time they do an MRI or a CAT scan, they will say, we don't know what's wrong, but there's no tumor. Now, Lord, this baby, hallelujah. God, at 24 weeks, this baby's going to come at 40 weeks. And Lord, when this baby comes out of the womb, she's going to come out of the womb of a mother that does not have a cancer. Lord, does not have a tumor. That God, that out of this, Lord, this couple, hallelujah, is going to see the glory of the Lord. That the power of God. Lord, right now, they're overwhelmed. So I stand in the gap for them. God, I thank you in advance that God's going to stand back up here and say there is no tumor. God, there is no brain tumor. That Lord, over this man of God, Lord, as a priest of his house, put him authority out of his belly. Begin to declare the word of the Lord healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, this is Charles from Oklahoma. Aortic heart valve issues. Neck, back issues as well. Charles from Oklahoma. God to touch your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your spine. Charles, you believe God's going to touch you right now? Yes. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. According to the word of the Lord, God, we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I can't, but you can. In the name of the Lord, God in his heart, in his spine, God in his neck, I lose the fire of God. Hallelujah. Lord, over your son, over your servant, God, from this moment on, never again any pain, never again any heart issue, never again any spine issue. In the name of the Lord, power of God, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord, God, I loose what you have already said, the declarative word of God, that all, oh, hallelujah, heal, heal, healed in Jesus' name. Now, I thank you, Lord, that you've done it. God, we believe that you've done it. Lord, it's that easy, hallelujah, in just a few seconds. God, he's been changed by the power of the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Let's come down here and just shout a little bit. Praise God. Come on. We'll let Burton lead us out in worship. Y'all are slow. To the enemy's camp. And I'll take back what he stole from me. Take back what he stole from me. I'm going to take back what he stole from me. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp. And I'll take back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Yes, he's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp.
give you an opportunity. I hate to close service without giving you an opportunity to know that you know that you know that you're saved. So with every head bowed and every eye closed and no one looking around for a moment, you would just slip up your hand and say, Pastor Candy, would you pray for me right where I am? Would you just pray for me that I can know that I know Jesus? Just slip up your hand. Slip it back down. Let me know that you're here. I want you to know today that Jesus Christ loves you. He loves you and he's reaching for you. I want everybody under the sound of my voice to repeat this prayer after me front to back and side to side. Everybody, let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross and he rose again that I could have eternal life. So Lord, would you come into my heart? Would you cleanse me of all of my sin? Would you make me a new creation in Christ Jesus? I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Why don't you give Jesus a great hand clap of praise? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now I just wanna pray on you. Father, I thank you for signs and wonders and miracles, God, this week. God, we're gonna hear reports, God, of things that you've done even by midnight tonight. God, the miracles that you have decreed over your people. Father, I pray that the scales would fall off of our eyes, that we would see all the power and all the authority that has been given to us through Christ Jesus. Lord, let the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah come forth out of your people, oh God. Lord, to destroy the works of the enemy, oh God. Lord, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.